G'day everyone, it's Roscoe here from the My Love of Golf podcast. Today I have a very special interview with a man who I think's got one of the best jobs in golf. Yes, it's Jamie Darling who's part of the team that is responsible for Scotland, the home of golf. And if you know that name, well you're probably familiar with the Instagram page, but you may be as well familiar with a lot of the projects that Jamie's been involved with. And he's worked with some of the biggest names in social media in highlighting Scottish golf to the world. So if you're someone sitting at home that you're a golf pro or maybe you work in golf operations or you're part of a golf industry body and you're thinking about how to position golf in Australia, in your region or just your club, you might want to listen to this podcast because Jamie takes us through the ins and outs of a lot of the projects that they are working on as a body in Scotland to help keep Scottish golf in the forefront and the hearts and minds of people around the world. So there are probably a few key takeouts for you, whether it's locally, regionally or nationally here in Australia, that Scottish golf are working on that you might might find some value. As well as that, there are some great stories that Jamie takes us through. He's a great young man. He's very passionate about golf, the development of the game, the growth of the game in Scotland. And if you're like me, well, it's pretty clear that I'm very passionate about that part of the world, as I am about golf here in Australia. It's a great interview. Thanks for listening. Please, once again, jump over to iTunes and leave us a, ra- a review or a rating. That really helps the podcast grow. It uh, gets it into the ears of many other people, and they deserve to hear content like what Jamie's bringing to us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. Here we go with another My Love of Golf podcast. Jamie Darling, welcome to the My Love of Golf podcast. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It's been a little while coming. Uh, I guess we've sort of toyed with the idea of catching up and, you know, I just thought uh, you've got a few things on your plate over there in Scotland related to the growth of golf in Scotland that I'm, obviously my listeners know that I'm passionate about golf in Scotland, so it's always not a problem for me to talk about golf in Scotland and and you're the main man over there, mate. You're my my go-to guy, so... Yeah, it was a great time to catch up. So where do you find yourself right now sitting there in Scotland? What's going on? Uh, not a lot. I guess we're slightly behind the curve in terms of uh, golf. You know, Scotland is still closed in terms of the golf courses. Uh, I don't think we're far away. I think maybe in the next couple of weeks, potentially by the, the first week in June, we'll be back on the golf courses, but it will be members only. We won't be open opening up in the first phase for, for visitor golf. So um, that that doesn't suit us in terms of marketing and trying to get visitors, visitors to come. But I think really this year's a write-off anyway. I don't think we're going to see see much in terms of visitor golf in Scotland. Um, other than that, you know, from a personal point of view, it's been, it's been an interesting nine weeks. You know, nine weeks stuck indoors. It's uh, allowed us to allowed me to think about new projects, yeah. which I'm sure we'll chat about today, um, and also becoming a, a homeschool teacher for my kids, yeah. <laughs> which has been interesting to say the least. But um, all in all, we're we're just getting through this as best we can. Now, Jamie, how would you des- describe your role there, working in the promotion of golf and promotion promotion of golf in Scotland? How do you sum that up when you meet someone on yeah. the street? I've got one main position, so I'm a project manager for a golf tourism project in the West Coast, so the Ayrshire area. So I project manage that tourism, golf tourism destination messaging. And then my role within Scotland Home of the Golf is is really content, creating content, coming up with content ideas, uh, looking after the social media channels. And, and really that's the main basis of the Scotland stuff that I do. So I take great pride in that. It's, it's, it's great fun. I work with great people, guys like Alan Minto, Malcolm Duck, who you know, uh, and some really good people around Scotland that are forward thinking. They, they have a vision for what we want to try and create as a tourism message. Uh, and it's just great fun. I love doing it. And I mean, let's face it, Scotland, the home of golf, it's it's not the hardest thing to sell. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, we want to make sure that it's current, it's uh, it's visual, uh, and people are entertained. And, and ultimately, it gives them that inspiration to come and visit. 
So when you mention some of those other names there and, and uh, Malcolm Duck being one, do I get the sense that there's a number of you working in other areas and then come together as a group? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's basically how it was born. So there's obviously Visit Scotland. Visit Scotland is obviously the, the national tourism organisation that's a, that's a public sector body. Uh, they have a golf team as well. A lot of their, I guess, focuses tends to be around tournaments like Scottish Open, the Open, Solheim Cups, Ryder Cups. Um, but of course, they do obviously do some golf marketing as well. Um, we are more of an industry group, so we are made up of all the different regional sort of marketing groups for golf. Yeah. And we come together and we work on specific campaigns like the unofficial Golf Guide to Scotland, Scott Blog, a couple of things that we've got lined up potentially for next year. Over the past sort of six months to year, we've really felt that there's a, there's a bigger project here, you know, that we can work more collectively together. We can come up with bigger, better ideas. This nine weeks of, of sitting in the house has given us an opportunity to really work on that. So we're in the midst of launching a, a really cool new modern website for Scotland for golf. Like I say, we're, we're working on projects behind the scene that we hope will, will happen when, this lockdown stops and people start to travel more, so it's it's uh, it's been great and it's it's, it's a it's not a bad job to have, Ross. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's it's uh, I, I get up every day and count my blessings that I've got such a uh, a great job to go to. And you started your life in the in the golf industry as a golf pro, yeah? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I um, you know after I finished school, I I moved. I was originally from Ayrshire, from round about the Troon area. And I moved um, to Perth, to not Perth, Australia, but Perth, Scotland, to, to Murray's Hall. I uh, did my training there, spent seven, eight years there, fantastic years. Um, became qualified as a PGA pro. I was never going to be a player. You know, I was, I think, when I turned pro, I was off two or three. So I was okay. But I was never going to be a player. But, of course, when you're 17, 18, you think you are. Mm. Got into the, the sort of uh, golf shop side of things. and After my time at Murray's Hall, I had an opportunity to go abroad uh, and I moved to Iceland uh, and I spent four years in Iceland. Part of that remit was golf development. So it was trying to grow the game within the country. Four of the best years probably in the professional side of the game that I had. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, came back from Iceland, um, did some teaching, was a director of golf. Um, and when I was a director of golf, I probably started to get more into the marketing side of things and develop developing uh, the business side of things. And I, I thought I took a real shine to it. I really enjoyed that part of it. The tourism job came up. I thought, okay, it's something new, something interesting. The background I have sort of ticks a lot of boxes within it. Uh, luckily got the job and, you know, been doing it ever since. And it's been a fantastic learning curve, you know, and, and, and it's probably, you know, now... 20 years later from turning pro, I'm now back to being an amateur. Um, I'm not a pro anymore. Uh, I'm glad I am because I'm enjoying my golf more now. There's not as much pressure on that you put on yourself to, to try and produce these scores when <laughs> you're really just trying to struggle around to break 80. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's taken me to this point. Now, mate, you have another little project which is on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment, and that's your own podcast. So that's where yeah. I first came across you as a as a yeah. fellow podcaster, and I started listening. And it was before I had uh, the My Love of Golf podcast, and you know, I guess I'd credit you guys as one of the inspirations. But the playing out oh, sideways, the playing out sideways podcast. So podcast yourself. Yeah, you know, you were one yeah, of the play, playing out sideways was. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's it's almost like a hobby. Yeah. If, if anything else, it's uh, myself, uh, Stevie Middleton, Dan Mann, um, Golf Pals, um, all with a huge passion for the game. And um, we would of, often find ourselves on a Sunday night texting each other back and forth about what's going on in the PGA Tour. And we just thought, well, instead of just doing all these text WhatsApp messages, let's just actually speak about it. So we ended up chatting. And then that developed into the idea of just creating a podcast. And at that time, podcasts were probably starting to grow. They're probably not as they are now. And it was really just brought, brought out of love for the game. You know, we just basically wanted to have some banter, you know, poke fun at each other, have a laugh, and, and just have an hour of, of switching off from the world. And 
and chat and golf. And that's what we did. We've had a little of a break at the moment simply because, you know, Stevie's busy doing things, I'm busy doing things. There's no golf on the television yeah. to chat about. Um, so we'll probably look to sort of ram that up again when, when the golf season kicks off and, and we get we get um, some, some golf to watch on TV. I'm still reckoning that you guys could spend a good quality half an hour taking the, you know, P15S out of each other and uh, creating oh, some, absolutely. Creating some it's, fun. Uh, it's quite easy to do, yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely need to sort of sit down and, and have a think about where we want to take it because, you know, we, we, it was brought out of just fun and enjoyment doing it. You know, we're not in it for any commercial gains, really. Yep. Although Stevie, Stevie, every single episode wants a shout-out from Nike or Titleist <laughs> or, or someone to send us free goods. I'm surprised you haven't um, been sent anything. <laughs> not as yet, no. We, we keep trying, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's fun. I, I love doing it. It's uh, it's a way to switch off for an hour a week, and just have a bit of banter with your friends. Yeah, that's no, that's great. Uh, I love it. I love doing it. I love listening to other people who have that passion. You know, you guys are definitely uh, one of those guys. I knew that. Uh, I could tell that Stevie was a radio guy. You know, you just listen to him, but. I've told yeah. I've told a lot of people to to listen. I said, look, because I, I I've become the unofficial font of Scotland in Melbourne. Some somewhat, you know, like someone comes to yeah. a golf shop and they yeah. go, oh, you know a lot about Scotland. You know, talk to him. Oh, he knows a lot about it. Talk to him. And uh, <laughs> and I said, listen, if you want to get an insight into Scottish golf and Scottish golf humour and just basically the Scottish, listen to these guys because you get you get the whole colour of Scottish humour in in the, the dryness, the the directness, and uh, you know the just the self deprecating humour. <laughs> You get it all with those guys. So, um, but social media, you know, it's, I think this period that we're coming hopefully out of is potentially one of the biggest changes of a lot of things in life, but the value of social media and the value of social media to the golf industry as a whole is probably going to be for me what I think one of the biggest things that will happen as a change of direction for the game. I don't know what your thought, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, 100%. Roscoe, 100%. It's, um, it was already changing. or we were Change was slow. You know, golf clubs, I'm, I'm sure it's the same in Australia, but golf clubs in Scotland are probably not the best marketeers. They, they probably don't know how to sell the amazing product that they have as well as they can. Uh, and, it, and it becomes a bit lazy and a bit easy. You know, it's easy to put an advert in, you know, a national magazine or a national paper, paper in the golf section. Let's be honest no one reads yeah. and is expensive. Uh, and a lot of these golf clubs maybe struggle with time management. You know, they see social media, they're not really too sure of what they should be doing. They do it, they, they dabble with it. The content they put out is poor. It's not great. Um, and ultimately they miss a trick there. And I think you're right. I think now, you know, in the past nine weeks, so many more more of us have spent online, have spent looking at their phones, have spent looking through social media, and and golf courses around the world need to get their act together, and they really need to to look at their social media output, um, and they also look need to look at how else they can market themselves through social media, whether that be you know paying or inviting content creators to their to their golf courses. And they don't need to be world-renowned content creators. They could be guys in Scotland that have a, a decent following of Scottish golfers. And that could be the market that the golf clubs should be trying to attract. Uh, and then you've got guys like, of course, Eric Anders Lang, which tends to be slightly bigger projects. But you know, people are engaging with these social media content creators. People are engaging on social media now. And ultimately, it can influence a golf trip. It can influence where they're going to go and play. Mm. I'm sure social media has played a big part in your trips to Scotland, Ross, where, yeah. you know, you know, you've maybe found out some golf courses that you didn't really know of and you've went and you've went back to Australia and you spread that message. So there's a, there's a huge opportunity to here for, for the golf industry to, to really look at social media and, and look at it as a platform that could really drive growth for them. So on that respect, you know, in your role at the forefront of that with uh, the Scotland, uh, uh, vlog challenge and then the unofficial guide to Scotland golf and I think that one of the greatest things that that did was highlight a number of courses that that were off the beaten track not not off the beaten track but you know they're not yeah. the they're not your golf trip you know you're not your 10 guys from Australia or whatever or America or whoever they're not the ones at the bucket list course but you know what I, I spend most of my golf time in Scotland 
playing court, wanting to play courses like that, you know, London Links and and Crail yep. and you know, I haven't been up to um to Merca or Monofeath, but I know I've been there, haven't played. Yeah. But places like that that you know, when I talk to people about those destinations, they'd never heard of them. They're starting yep. to talk Absolutely. starting to talk about that as a a little bit more affordable, a little bit more e- yep. easy to access and no lesser no lesser product. So Yeah. You know, was that part of the strategy when you know you conceived the idea with the, the Scotland vlog um, and the unofficial guide to Scotland challenge? Yeah, hundred um, percent. The the big trophy golf courses are always going to be the big trophy golf courses. You know, the minute they open up their diaries, like the Royal Troon, pretty much full within a month. The next year's full. Yeah, um, and that's understandable because people see these amazing golf courses through the open you know, through Scottish Open, they see it on TV and they want to tick off that bucket list. That's never going to change. Um, it probably is driving the price of the game up slightly. Yeah. Um, which, that's another that's another topic for another day. But, um, you know, you're still going to have these high-end, high-paying Americans, Australians or whatever that want to go and, and tick those bucket list courses off. But what we are finding over the last few years I guess through people like Eric Andersley and, and some other content creators is that, you know, there's probably more golfers out there that are looking for an authentic experience, you know, and that's not just in terms of playing golf. That's in terms of golf as a whole. You know, you've got companies like Jones Sports, the single strap bags, you've got Seamus Golf that are making these authentic uh, head covers. So there's a lot more um, authentic style golfers out there looking for this, this, traditional type experience and that definitely was one of our um, strategies in terms of content and how we're going to deliver that content uh, and like you say going to places like Merker Links, Cheskin, you know Presswick St Nicholas the other great golf course beside old Presswick um, you know up Highland, going up to the Highlands looking at Nairn looking at Barora you know that, that probably five years ago weren't on people's lists but they are now because they've seen it They've seen potentially their some of their idols online uh, playing these golf courses, and and um, the visual content that's come from that has uh, fueled the fire for them to to go and visit these places. And of course, it comes down to cost as well, Ross. You know, if you if you get an opportunity to play a golf course for seventy pounds, and you've got another one at two hundred and forty pounds, and you're probably going to get the same experience, but you just are going to play the one that's not known. Yeah, you know. You can still get that Scotland experience for 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 not that much money. So, talking about the unofficial guide to Scotland, take us back to when that was conceived. What was that process and project like? You know, what, how did it start? I'm really interested to know that from when you were sitting down, going, "This is what we're doing." How did that okay. look? So, probably about two and a half years ago all the regional golf groups around Scotland, apart from ourselves in the West, in Ayrshire, had a collective collaboration, basically called the East of Scotland Golf Alliance. So that was made up of Fife, East Lothian, Angus area around near Carnoustie, Aberdeen. So it was all that East Coast. And they were doing sort of projects together, whether it be, whether it be in going to golf shows abroad, having uh, media over, uh, hosting sort of tour operator familiarization trips and I was sort of chapping at the door you know what about us in the west you know we need to come into this group we need to be selling Scotland as a whole rather than just east of Scotland so things moved on Ayrshire was invited in and we decided that it wouldn't be the east of Scotland alliance anymore it would just become Scotland the home of golf uh, and because we're an industry group, Scotland, the home of golf, can be used by pretty much anyone in Scotland that's got a vested interest in, in marketing to the golf um, tourist. So we set that group up, and uh, I was harping on at the bit about we need to be doing more social media. There's a change in marketing. You know, going to golf shows doesn't work anymore. We have to have we have to find new ways to engage with uh, with golfers out there. Social media is starting to become a big thing. There's content creators out there doing some great things. So um, we decided to come up and launch the whole project off with the world's best golf job. And the world's best golf job ultimately was set up to create 
a bit of a buzz on social media. Mm. We wanted to get it out there for people to go, oh my God, how good is this? I need to, I need to get involved in this. I need to, to enter this. And the whole opportunity was, was for one person and a friend to basically come for two weeks to Scotland, travel around Scotland, film what they were doing, and uh, basically have the trip of a lifetime, a once in an opportunity. We would obviously then get that content that we would put out in our own channels. So we knew that that would be fairly insignificant. We didn't think we would attract big name creators. So the whole plan is really just about the buzz of the world's best golf job, you know, which which did create a buzz. You know, I, I was interviewed with golf.com, golf WRX. So um, so they helped push that, that out there. And uh, we started to get the entries coming in and people were to 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 send in an entry of a one minute clip of themselves sort of talking about their home golf club. And, you know, we just wanted to see some people that were, that were pretty good on camera and, and, and could maybe create something that, that would be worthwhile. So we had about just under a hundred entries. There were some really good ones and some really terrible ones. Roscoe, <laughs> I mean, like some terrible ones. And uh, within that, Eric had entered and, you know, people probably look at it and say, well, you obviously just picked Eric. But we, we, we didn't actually. We had to go through a, a scoring process. Um, quite obviously, Eric, with the standard videos that he created, he was creating even at the time, um, topped that list. Um, the guy that finished second was a guy called Ryan Tripp, mm-hmm. who came on Scott Vlog. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's entry was fantastic i mean if you follow ryan on social media he's such an energetic charismatic guy and his entry was so good it was almost to the point there wasn't much separating him and eric in terms of who won by points and we had to do it that way we had to be seen to doing this fair you can't just see eric come in and go right we'll take eric we had to do this in a fair way but eric did win the point point system and uh and and then from there um, we started engaging with Eric about what we were looking for, you know, him to come over for two weeks, travel around the seven different regions, um, playing a couple of courses each region. So I think we're talking about 14 golf courses at the start. Eric being Eric um, started to think, well, let's do more. You know, I think we can do more out of this. So we thought, you know what, we're just going to let this roll. Yeah, let, Okay, let, let, let's hear what you, you think your thoughts are, Eric. So he was talking about adding more golf in, adding people on to come along and join in, mm-hmm. which we loved that idea. You know, I thought this is, I guess that's almost like the start of a random golf club to yeah. an extent, where people on social media would reach out to him and say, oh, I'd love to come and tee up with you at Western Gales. And he'd say, yeah, sure, come on. And, and that kind of snowballed into almost like content that was about friends on a golf trip. And, and my vision at the start of all this was was really to create that type of, you know, videos, which would basically have, imagine a group of guys that were having a bit of banter and coming to play Scotland and recording it. That's what I had in my mind when this started. And when Eric came over and started doing it, even just joining them at the golf course, it was just like, right, this is exactly how, I, in fact, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, so the guys went on their trip. I joined them for the first few days and then I sort of let them go on. And I, then I joined up with them at the end. And, you know, the cameras, you know, the videos do show the guys struggling a bit towards the end, but actually off camera, they were dying, absolutely dying. They were exhausted because it was, I think they played 26 golf courses in 16 days and traveled the whole of the country. Uh, quite an experience. So obviously those, Videos were released about four or five months later. Uh, and at that point, Eric's channels were still relatively small in terms mm. of numbers. I think he maybe had about 30,000 on Instagram. He maybe had about the same on YouTube. He was probably better known for Adventures in Golf. Um, he had done some some vlogs as well. Um, but I think the unofficial guide to Scotland was really, a, I guess, the first in a series of vlogs that Eric would do a standalone on his YouTube channel. Uh, and when they came out, it just blew up. You know, it just blew up. The people that were engaging with it, his audiences started to grow. You know, we were we were seeing um, 
more messages about, oh, never heard of this place. Where is it? How do we get to it? You know, we were receiving messages about you know, it's the best thing that they've ever seen on social media. And um, it, it was just a fantastic campaign. It, it went from something very small and a little sort of idea that how could we create something that might be potentially become big, but I could never imagine in the wildest dreams it, it got to that point. I think it's just past 1 million views on, yeah. on YouTube. It's phenomenal. So it's been a, it was a, it was a great campaign to, to work on. It was tough at the time because there was a lot of moving parts in it. Um, but you know, well worth it then to, to see those numbers and, and ultimately for these lesser known golf courses to, to have more visitors coming through their doors. When you were trying to champion the cause of, you know, Scotland's best job, and then you know, when you realised that you had someone that was, you know, very special and potentially able to create something far past what your vision may have been originally, did you, and and therefore, you know, obviously Eric said, we want to do more, more courses, more time. Yeah. I, I can only guess and imagine more investment. Did you ever have any pushback that we, you know, with the other regions? Was there any ever challenges going, "Hey, Jamie, oh, whoa, hold on here," or is there anything like uh, that? Or, in all, in all honesty, no, we we, we didn't really. The, the other regional rep, reps around Scotland were really engaged in it as well. I think by that point they were sold on the idea of you know this this is the way to go in terms of how we market, and um, you know to have Eric's vision and I, I mean Eric's. Eric's vision, his drive, um, and his character is—he's—he's he's very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Driven's probably not the right word to use. Well, he is driven, but he's very he, he wants to get the very, very best out of yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, you know. So, so his ideas were really important to us because ultimately that's what he does for a living. Yeah. So his ideas were really important to us, and and the fact that he wanted to get people to join him on the trip. Was was in in my opinion probably what made the videos so special was the fact that he was engaging with locals, um, and and obviously, you know the guys Stu, Christian Hafer, Eric, and 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 Cole were documenting, basically documenting how they were going about their day to day business, but they were obviously getting up early in the morning to do B rolls or last thing at night. They were also hosting like get-togethers with, you know, fans at, at bars and stuff like that. You know, so they were really engaging with the Scottish people, which was fantastic. And, um, you know, then it went to the editing table and, and Thomas Wrighton, who does all Eric's videos, who is an absolute genius. Yeah. You know, when that first video was sent to me before it went on air, I was just blown away. At that point, I knew this is going to be huge. Uh, this is going to be huge. Uh, and when the video started to roll out, it was just you couldn't wait for the next week. I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way, but I could not wait till the next Tuesday till the next video came out. Hundred percent, I couldn't. And wait. I knew what was happening. <laughs> and uh, you know, the, I, I've recently spoken with Stu, and we had, as you know, we had you know good. Yeah. You know, Stu and I could have chatted for hours, and you know, just the fact that when the St Andrews vlog came out, and I knew Stu, and I'd met Jack. And just yeah. to watch it and, and just to know for myself what that would mean to me, you know, to have that experience yeah. with my dad. And, and it, it was just, you know, I sent him a message at the time. I said, I'm, I'm greeting. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know what greeting means. The Aussies won't know what that means. But uh, he said, yeah, me too. And I still am every time I look at it. So it was, it was really good. And for me, showcasing some of those places that I hadn't seen, you know, like in my last trip in September, you know, I went to um, – and drove up and had a look at Monofeith and I didn't play, I didn't have the time, but um, had a look around there and I'd never been around there. So I know where to go next time and it yeah. looks sensational. And, uh, you know, that area is just, you know, unbelievable. Um, so following on from that, you know, then you had the, the vloggers uh, challenge, the, you know, what was, what was yeah. it, 2K19 vlog challenge. Was yeah. that yeah. just a natural way of keeping that momentum going? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess when, when you have – when something that successful comes out, you know, and I have to give a shout out to all the guys, Eric and Stu and, and, and Cole and, and Christian uh, and Matt Galloway as well that came on the trip. Um, they're, just, they're just great guys, you know, lovely guys. They've all became friends now. And, um, you know, it was always going to be a, a tough 
act to follow because these guys, in my opinion, are the very pinnacle of, of golf content. Yeah. You know, although it's my job, I probably don't watch a huge amount of golf content. The stuff that I do watch and do listen to, you know, I think I've said to you a couple of weeks back, Roscoe, that I probably only listen to about three podcasts, including yours. Thank you. Because I, I, I really find that, I think there's a lot of stuff, people doing the same stuff out there. And I think it is quite similar in, in some of the golf content. It, there's not a lot of people doing what Eric's doing. Mm. Uh, and even if they are trying to do it, it's just not as good. No. These guys are the messiah of it. They're, they're so good. But how does that then move on to Scott Vlog? Um, yeah, it was a tough one. Because it was like, okay, this has been a huge success with that huge thanks to the guys, Eric's team. How do we create something else that's going to create a bit of a buzz on, on social media? So my initial thought was, well, why don't we try and get more of these type content creators to come and we'll create some sort of event and everyone was on board with that. The difficulty was going to be then engaging with these con- content creators Getting them, asking them to come to Scotland to play in this, all expenses paid, but at the same time, not paying for their services. Yeah, and that was a little bit of a struggle. You know, we we had we had some people that were really keen to get involved in it, but they just didn't have the time. And then we had others that wanted to get involved in it, but wanted you know a huge fee to be involved in it. So we had to try and strike that balance and. The first year was always going to be a learning experience for, for us. So we ended up with a team of, I think, about eight or nine in the end. Uh, and we tried to have a, a sort of broad demographic. So we wanted to obviously attract a slightly younger audience as well as a US audience, as well as a UK audience. So we had different people from different backgrounds. <clears throat> we also wanted to engage with some photographers. Uh, we wanted to engage with people that were writing blogs. So we had Patrick... Um, Koenig, Koenig, yep. Koenig. And we had Ollie Neglero, who is the absolute godfather of golf photography. Um, so he came on the trip. Some of the big players that we had on was like Brody Smith, who's obviously famous in the States for his golf and he's, uh, he's I don't know if I'm going to use the right term, Frisbee. I don't know what they call it over there, but disc golf. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then we had Garrett Clark, who's GM Golf, who is a kind of trick, trick shot specialist and content creator in the States. So the idea was them to split up into groups of three, and each group of three would travel to two regions. So these groups would be plotted around Scotland. And then after sort of five to six days, everyone would meet at Glen Eagles. Uh, exactly 30 days before the Solheim Cup, we'd have the Solheim Cup there, They'd play the final round on the, the, the centenary course where the Solheim Cup was. Uh, and really, it was just about them sharing their journey throughout it all. Um, at the end of it, we were looking for some videos to be created, but that wasn't really the main focus. The main focus was just sharing their experience along the way. Uh, and again, it, it, was, it was hugely popular with the audiences. I think in total, we had over 11 million people uh, reached on Instagram alone through all the various channels. Yeah. We had about 2.5 million views on the YouTube videos created from it. So it really did create that great buzz and, and great awareness of uh, Scotland again. Different from Eric's stuff. Mm. Eric's was probably more targeted towards that real keen golf editor. I think the Scott Vlog stuff is more about the people's experiences playing the golf courses and interact. It was, it was more fun rather than trying to send out that tourism message. So we did learn a lot from Scott Vlog. And, you know, Scott Vlog going forward, we do plan to do it again, but it's going to be revamped. It's going to be more photographies and behind-the-scenes content creators where they're going to hopefully come over and create inspirational messaging through videos and uh, photography. So a slightly different, a different uh, version this time around. I'll just put my pitch out there now. If there's ever any room for you know podcasters <laughs> to feature in that type oh, of, of environment, you I'm know, sure like po- podcasting that entire journey as well, um, you know, just oh, uh, you'll be at the top of a list. Oh, thank you, mate. Top yeah, of thank, list. thank you, mate. You know, one of the other things that popped up recently, which I was really inspired to see and really keen to learn more about, was the Lynx Diary. 
So I take it that you've got a hand in in that as well, and maybe maybe someone else, a couple yeah. other guys have as well. But uh, I think that that project as a as a different tactic and a different strategy is probably got a lot of legs. Definitely got a lot of legs, and really exciting for me. I want it now. Yeah. You know, I've got my <laughs> golfers journals and my caddy magazines over there. I want it now. So I'm I'm quite keen to for you to tell me whatever you can about that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, first off, I'm a massive fan of Golfers Journal and Caddy Mag. I think they're just wonderful publications. Do you know what, Roscoe? It's um, it's nice to see that an actual physical publication doing well in the golf industry. Yeah. You know, I'll be completely honest. These sort of golf publications like Golf World, Golf Monthly in the UK, Bunkered, I, I'm not a huge fan of them. Um there's a lot of pages of a lot of stuff. Um, there's not a huge amount of stories that tend to be of interest to me. I completely understand why these are so popular. People wanting golf tips, you know, people wanting to golf club reviews, but it's just not something that I'm really interested in. If I want to learn about a brand, I want to know about the brand. You know, so if, if Jones Golf Bags or Seamus Golf or some Scottish golf company like Clyde Belt Putters, I want to know their story. Mm. I want to read the story. I want to delve into what they're all about, what makes them ticks, why they've done what they've done. And that's, I think, what Golfers Journal and Carry Mag do so well. Um, myself, Graham McCubbin, Cub Golf, um, a guy called Stuart Curry, who's pals on the links and on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuart's a, a designer, an extremely good designer. Um, and we also have Kenny, um, who looks after brands so he's a brand manager so Kenny is also a very talented uh, writer as well so he's going to be doing some of our, our written articles but we have got a small list at the moment of other writers around Scotland that are going to help out with it um, Stuart and Graham are fantastic photographers I mean if you've been on to their, their social channels they, they just take some incredible photographs um, and they also have a really good network of other sort of amateur photographers that, that also take stunning, stunning photographs. So the idea behind it, Roscoe, is we're trying to create this almost community where, you know, people in Scotland that have got talents that can write, that have small, unique golf brand businesses. Uh, these guys that are very good with their camera. We want to sort of showcase that within this magazine. We kind of, we've, uh, to be completely honest, we've set it up really as this uh, just small project at the mo moment. Yeah. We haven't really put a huge amount of detail into like a business plan at all. It's, it's not how we envisaged it at the moment. We're really just wanting to have these like, soft launches. You know, so for the first sort of three or four episodes, we'll be releasing it online for free. Um, we'll be doing a small print run. Uh, because we just want to know if it's something that Scotland wants and needs. Um, and if we can just launch it slowly and, and build it organically, uh, there may be scope to turn it more into a business as we, we, we go forward. But at the moment, we want to just make it available free online and uh, do it, like I said, do a small print run that we'll send to the likes of yourself and, and, and some other guys that, that potentially might give us a little bit of a shout out. And maybe by episode two or episode three, we, we might have scope then to potentially sell it. Yeah. But we're, we've just not got to that point. We've not really thought about it that too much. We just want to create something that's going to grow organically and, and that other people can get involved with. That's the whole idea behind it. I saw a couple of my guys over here that uh, I know commenting on uh, Graham's posts, talking about it. And, you know, I, I know the appetite for it over here would be, sensational because yeah. it's just you know scotland will always be that mystical place that that home of golf that everyone wants to journey towards and to and and be and be part of and it's a shame that it's so far away um but uh yeah. you know i think um globally it's it's got some good uh good potential mate i think it's a good thing yeah i mean i think from from my perspective as as seeing it as a vision you know i, I do have a vision that longer term this could be something similar to like a caddy mag of golfers and i mean to be honest Gosco, if we could be half as good as you guys it would be you know a dream but you know I, there is scope to create something that's that's scottish focused 
you know, we're not going to talk about the rest of the world in this. It's going yeah. to predo- predominantly be yeah. Scotland yeah. and unearthing, you know, unknown links, unearthing stories about caddies, stories about people that work in the industry. You know, we might have a couple of features about, you know, we'd obviously be delighted to have someone like yourself on at some point and, and do a feature about wh- wh- why, um, what you do within the golf industry. So these types of stories that we think just opens up a little bit more for, for Scotland, you know, and people can see a little bit more about what makes Scotland tick. So that that's really the concept behind it. Behind it. And, and we're in the midst of putting it together at the moment. So we, the first edition, we've probably got about eight separate stories that we're running with. Uh, we've reached out to some local small uh, Scottish golf brands that we want to give them, I guess, free advertising. You know, we just want to put a page in about them and a lot about their, their history. Um, just to build up that community. So, and you know, if the first couple of issues are, you know, what people want to read and they're really enjoying it, you know, we might then look to see how we can grow it a little bit more and uh, maybe take it up a step or two. What are some of the Scottish brands? So I'm familiar with uh, Clyde Built Putters. Yes, this is a good few of them. So, there's Clyde Built Putters, um, a young lad from Ayrshire that builds his own putters. He has some accessories. He has really cool little uh, whiskey ball markers, and he, he does some other little cool, authentic Scottish things. Looks sensational. Uh, the putters look amazing. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, and even he's, I've got one of his ball markers, and it's just like a little whiskey with a bit of ice in it. It's fantastic. So he does all them hand-built. You know, he, you know, if you want your initials on it or whatever it may be. So, you know, we want... Apart from social media, there's probably not another way for these guys to really get their messaging out there. And I'm not saying Link's Diary will take off and suddenly become this thing where there's a thousand people reading it, but who knows? Yeah. Ross, you just yep. you just never know with nope. these things. It just takes a few people to like what you're doing, sharing. You know how it works on social media. And suddenly, you know, eyes are on this, potentially on this magazine. And if we can help support some of those smaller businesses... You know, you've got guys like Lynx Golf Road who are based up in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, I guess, head covers similar to Seamus. You yep. know, it's very art and based and, and they're based in Inverness. Um, there's also Artisan uh, Golf Company, again, do uh, head covers. Their head covers are a little bit with a twist. It's like head covers with kilts in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool and unique and fun. So there, there are brands out there that um, that little startup. You know, and we see our, ourselves as a little startup. Yeah. So why not support these little startups and try and get their messaging out as well? So that's the idea behind the, the brand side of things. Mate, I love it. it. It sounds like a great initiative and a great way to support, you know, people just trying to support golf. You know, these guys have popped up because they love golf themselves. They all need, Everyone needs a hand now and then. Everyone needs, Absolutely. Everyone is in the journey together. So um, a great project. Uh, I believe that there might be another project that you're involved in. Yeah, there's another little project that hopefully will start up fairly soon. So um, Stevie, who is my co-presenter slash host on Playing Out Sideways, Stevie Middleton, uh, is a very talented uh, broadcaster as well as producer. Uh, he's also a fantastic DJ. So if anyone's into some old school house, uh, Stevie Middleton uh, is doing a, a little Facebook live every Saturday night, which has been entertaining. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Steve, Stevie's very, very talented. Um, and he used to also be a radio DJ. Um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, listeners to playing outside ways would probably kind of, you know, see that when they're just listening to him. So Stevie works for the BBC and he produces a, a morning breakfast show. Uh, it's, it's obviously the biggest breakfast show uh, on Scottish radio. And, um, we had been talking, and my wife also works for BBC, which is a added bonus. So we were we were talking about how little golf podcasts there are in the UK that are doing more of a travel type mm-hmm. feature. Yep. You know, you've obviously got guys like Rick Shields, Peter Finch, uh, loads of others, yeah. uh, and the only other one that really has a, a, a sort of travel aspect to it is Rue McDonald, who does Scottish Golf Podcast, mm-hmm. yep. which is one of my three podcasts that I go to, Rue is just absolutely fantastic. And what he does is, is you know, second to none. 
but his audience is, you know, majority of his audience is North America. Mm. So there is a, a little bit of a gap to, to sort of highlight these unknown golf courses and these adventures to the Scottish public. And obviously BBC Radio Scotland, uh, that, that, that's their audience. Their audience is to, to the home nation, to Scotland. So we've been thinking about we, we should really try and pitch for a podcast for the BBC because there isn't a, a golf one. There used to be many, many years ago, but it was very similar to, I guess, what a lot of us are doing and talking about events and you know speaking to Scottish pros and these types of things. But there was never really anyone that, that would you know, jump in a car and go around Scotland and, and, and highlight it as an adventure. So we got together, Stevie. We talked about it with my wife. Um, we also talked about it with a few other people within the BBC and they thought, great idea. The guy that commissioned it was a big fan of Eric Anders Lang, a big fan of what he was doing. He thought, well, you could almost go on an adventure around Scotland doing it in like a podcast. Uh, and that's where the idea came from. So we've been commissioned to do eight episodes. And the episode and the places that we're visiting around Scotland are those relatively unknown golf courses. Um golf courses that have got a backstory. You know, one of the golf courses we're visiting is Anstruther. You know, Anstruther mm-hmm. has, uh, and Fife has the hardest par three in the world. Really? Uh, or, yeah, or so they say. It's like 248 yards on the side of a cliff where you can't see the green. It's just it's just incredible. So that gives us little stories to talk about. Yeah. Um, and the idea behind that is to go and visit these places with that unique story. You know, maybe going up to the likes of Cruden Bay and Go and have a pint in the Kilmarnock Arms, which is the the hotel next door to Crudenby, and that's where Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. Mm. So there's all these little hidden stories within stories, uh, and also sort of visiting some of the local spots like Anstruther Fish and Chip Shop, which is you know world famous. It's, yeah. If you go to Fife, you have to go there for a fish and chips. You know Presswick, go to Presswick, you have to visit the Red Lion, it's where the Open was conceived and the bar. So we're looking to sort of identify some of these old historic, you know, uh, stories as well as uh, highlight something that's special that the club has. So we've been commissioned to do eight eight of these podcasts. That's been put on hold, obviously, because we can't get out to the golf courses yet. But yeah. hopefully, when they open up, we can we can get out and do that. So it's basically like a BBC Adventures Round Scotland uh, podcast. So. Looking forward to doing that as well. Mate, it sounds amazing. It sounds like uh, you and uh, Big Stevie will have a, a lot of fun in the car on those journeys. Yeah, mate. we'll have a yeah. It should be should be again a lot of banter. We have a we've got Ashley Thompson, who is a fantastic girl. She's um, she works up at Glen Eagles. Uh, keen golfer, um, laugh a minute, you know. So we've got her along in the journey as well. Uh, and yeah, we should go up to some shenanigans. It should be good fun. Oh, that sounds fantastic, mate. Is there any other uh, little gems of uh, projects that you that you want to enlighten us with? Uh, I th- no, I think I think <laughs> I think that's enough for me to be doing at no, the moment, mate. Well, I think um, you know you. For me, when I think about what you have achieved, and for Scotland, and for putting the place on the map even at a greater level than what it already was, I think it sets a really strong benchmark for other golfing industry bodies, whether they be in Australia and the different parts or America or wherever, to really set a good example for them. You know, we've just had Eric down here in December last year and he did, uh, I think, several vlogs through the Sandbelt, for example. And that was part of a – I think it was part of an industry-aligned – you know, campaign to help put the sandbelt on the map. But, you know, obviously Australia is a massive country. There's so many opportunities for the different areas of golf within Australia to do that. And I think if they want a blueprint or a roadmap, it's just to look at some of the things that we've just talked about and and put your own local versions on that. And I think watch the people come back because that's what we're all talking about here. You know, this is obviously we're, we're still in houses and we've just started playing golf in Australia again. But when people come back and the tourists come back, that's the sort of thing yep. that we need to be doing. And, you know, you're doing it and setting world-class benchmark examples. And, I, mate, my hat goes off to you and um, you've, you do a great job for my second home and that's how I refer to Scotland. It's my wife's home. It's my second home. It always has been and always will be. Um, and I can't talk about the place enough because I'm very passionate about it, very passionate about Australia, 
I hold two passports and uh, I've always got a foot in each camp. So I admire the work and uh, and somewhat envious of the work that you do, but you do a great job. And thanks for sharing those stories, mate. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, no worries. So just... And, as, a, and a big shout out to the team actually as well, Roscoe. We've got some great guys behind the scenes that are like, saying earlier on, Alan Minto and, and, and Ducky and... Jane and, and Liam and, and, and Hector, we've, we've got a great team of forward thinkers and I think you're right, you know, if other destinations can learn from some of the things we're doing, and we're not doing everything great, you know, we, we think we're doing a reasonable job of what we're doing, but it just, it's just really just a vision mm. and having good people oh, and, and not getting tied down and not getting bogged down with, you know, too, much, too many strategies, you know, go with the vision, go yeah. with what you, you want it to look like. Any successful business, any successful operation has a strong vision and just moves towards that, mate. So that's that's exactly Absolutely. right. Ducky has has Ducky going. Yeah, he's doing good. I think you know what Ducky's like. Ducky Ducky is a, a social character. Yeah. And the fact that he's not having people around him at the moment is is hurting. You yeah. know, he's he's the life and soul of it. You know, so uh, and when Ducky does what he does best, when he's got people around him, you yeah. know. So hopefully, I'd love to think at the end of this that. You know, his business will flourish. You know, people will start to come back and visit East Lothian and visit Ducks and 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 be able to, you know, experience what what others have experienced when they go and and go and visit Malcolm at his place. So just to expand on that, um, and I've had the fortune of standing on the stool near the bar trying to putt up the uh, the seesaw. It was a it was yeah, a fun night. Great but- fun. But uh, it's just one of those great golf pubs and you've got to go there when you are in that part, East Lothian of, of um, Scotland there. Yeah. You've got to go and see Malcolm. You know, not a more welcoming man that you'll meet, you know, like, and he's openly says that if you're coming down that way, come and see me. If we've got the time, I'll take you for a game of golf. And that's the sort of guy that he is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, so it's, shout- it's the ul- ultimate in Scottish hospitality. You're not finding any better anywhere else. That's that's the benchmark. What 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 he does is is, is a benchmark. Really, it's it's uh, and it, it's it's really what Scottish tourism is all about. It's about that hospit- hospitableness yes. and uh, that going away with friendships. That's ultimately what we, what yeah. we want. Yep. Going away with friendships. And you know, I'm I'm proof of that. You know, like since getting to know you guys, you know, I've had a friendship with yourself, with Malcolm. It's been great. Just on, on some of the golf courses, just and just to leave the listeners with a, a few little snippets of outside of the trophy courses, if you were going to put a handful of courses on your trip list when you do plan the trip when we travel again, where would you where are these courses that you would put on your list for the ones that you might not be outside of the trophy list? Where would you do? What would you say? I'll tell you what, I'll go I'll go around the regions then. Perfect. That if I was to give you I'm gonna to have to give you two golf courses That's to fine. a region because as many as you want. Okay, so if you were if you were down in Ayrshire and you're not thinking trophy uh, and you want bang for your buck, I would say West Kilbride, mm-hmm. which is it, it's about 25 miles north of Trun. Yeah. Uh, you can see the the ocean from every single golf shot you hit in the golf course. Wonderful little track. The land was uh, land was deemed fit for purpose by old Tom. So. I think it's a box. Um, travel over to Isle of Arm, play Shiskin. Mm-hmm. 12 holer. That's a must. So how 25 do you, pounds. How do you get across there? Where, where do you leave from to go to Isle of Arran? So, so you leave from a place in Ayrshire called Ardrossan. Mm-hmm. It's an hour on the boat. And then Shiskin's about 20 minutes on the other side of the island. So it's a 20 minute drive. Incredible. Um, for, for your listeners, you'll soon see that shortly from... Eric's new Scotland vlogs are coming out within the next month or so, I think. Mm-hmm. He's done a Shiskin episode. Incredible. Uh, East Lothian. I'd have to say probably Dunbar and Kilspindy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, bang for your buck. You know, it's good value money. Uh, authentic Lynx golf experience. Uh, and probably a little bit under the radar. Mm. Uh, moving up to Fife. I would have to probably say Ely, although Ely's getting a little bit more renowned now, but Ely's fantastic. Uh, and Anstruther, little nine-holer with the hardest par three in, in Scotland. Cool. Um, moving up to Angus. So Angus, for people that don't know the region. Angus is like Carnoustie area. Yeah. yeah. 
near Canoostie. So uh, Dun- Dundee and just across, if you're looking on a map. Yeah, just north of Dundee. Yeah. So I would probably say Arbroath, which oh, is yeah. famous for the Arbroath Smokies, the, mm-hmm. the smoked fish. But they also have a wonderful little 18-hole Lynx golf course. It's not long, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, probably Monifeath. Mm-hmm. Monifeath is another little, nice little Lynx golf course that sort of starts and ends in town. Up to the Aberdeen area. Fraser Borough doesn't get enough recognition. Fraser Borough is an incredible Lynx golf course with, uh, if I remember rightly, the front nine or the back nine is just beautiful dune land. Uh, very similar to, to um, Royal Aberdeen. Um, also, we'd probably say Cullen Lynx mm-hmm. up in, in the north, which is uh, it's, it's quite surreal. It's, it's I guess it's almost like I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona or Utah where you've got the big standing stones. It's it's, it's, a, it's a strange uh, outlay of a golf course, but a wonderful. Uh, up to the Highlands, Bora, you have to play Bora, spiritual, incredible. Uh, Golf Bay is another one. Golf Bay or Durness. Durness is almost the very furthest North Links golf course mm-hmm. on the mainland. So Golf Bay is up there too. G- Golfsby's yeah, Golfsby's, Golfsby's closer to Brora. Yeah, so right. Golfsby's okay. north of Dornock. Yep. And Durness is in the very, very tip of uh, the, the the mainland. Mm-hmm. And then if you're coming down the west, there's so many golf courses on those islands. But, you know, I had to pick one that probably no one's heard of. And it uh, just gives you that authentic experience is Dunaverty. Mm-hmm. Dunaverty is very close to Macrahanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful little golf course. Uh, no airs and graces. I think it's about 20, 20 pounds to play. Again, Eric did a vlog on that as well, so that'll be uh, out fairly soon. Um, those are those would be my golf courses that probably don't get enough attention that should do around Scotland. Just give a shout out to Lynx Robbie on Instagram over there. He's the he's the man over there. He he he's, yeah, always, yeah, he's always yeah. at Dunaverty and. And Macrohanish, and he's the one that I talked to. If you try to get me across there, it didn't, haven't been across there yet, but uh, that's on the list for me. Uh, is special, yeah, very special. And that's it. We've done the loop. That's the loop of Scotland. Yeah, it's pretty much. Lo- I mean, I've cut out quite a lot of the. Yeah, I um, mean, it, we could go on for weeks and correct. weeks here. Of, ca- but, uh, of course, those, of course. Those sort of twelve golf courses are probably on on the route map of what a normal golf visitor would come. You know, they'd go to Fife St Andrews area, they would go to Carnoustie area, they would go to Aberdeen area, they would go to Ayrshire area. Those are the golf courses that are probably in those areas that should get recognition, mm-hmm. but obviously just don't because of their uh, more, you know, more prevalent and prominent neighbours. Yep. And what about your own golf, mate? Where are you having a, a, a whack at these days? Back at Dundonald or...? <laughs> Yes, I'm a member at Dundonald at the moment. Um, I cannot wait for it to open up and and get a game. Goodness knows what that'll look like. I haven't actually touched a golf club in nine weeks, although it's in the background there. Yeah, it's I can just see for that. effect. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out and no doubt the first game back will be with Stevie. Yeah. So there'll be plenty of, uh, plenty of banter and plenty of uh, money getting exchanged hands, no doubt, on skins. It's another area that I need to come back to. I actually did spend some time down your way in 2016 and had the privilege of playing Dundonald and uh, uh, Kilmarnock Barassi. And yep. uh, yeah, played those two courses. Great golf. Great golf. Yeah. So, well, the next time you're down, we'll get you, we'll, we'll, we'll have a game at Western. Western yep. Girls is probably the jewel in the crown, in is, my opinion. Yeah. I, I got up. Called, up, called up onto the train lines and had a, had a look over yeah, the train oh, lines to Western Girls. Incredible golf course. Yeah, no, incredible. Great part of the world. I really, uh, mate, I appreciate you coming on and sharing those stories oh, with me. It's um, it's been no a great, problem. great insight. I always get a little bit of a tingle and a, and a, the heart beats an extra, extra beat when I uh, talk about Scotland and the home of golf. And um, it's been awesome to chat to you, mate. I really do appreciate yeah, you coming. You too. On. And uh, we'll tee up soon. Jamie Darling, thanks again for joining us on the My Love of Golf podcast. If you've liked this episode, please leave us a review. Go over to iTunes. Where can we hit you up at, Jamie? Where can we find uh, all the stuff that we need to find for you? I'll put it in the show notes, but just uh, on closing, where do you want to put uh, people to? Yeah, I mean, 
my the latest projects at at the Links Diary, mm-hmm. uh, and you can also find us on at Scotland Home of Golf on Instagram. Okay, mate. Thanks again. It's great. Thanks, Ross. Good to see you. you All too. the best.